And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with us today is Dr. John Vance, a dear friend, and we call him JLV. And JLV, welcome to the program. It's great to have you back with us. Well, again, it's my my privilege and delight, Dan, to be with you. It's um, just about that time of year. I was looking at the calendar before we opened the mic, and um, there's not <laughs> there's not many days left to this year. Um, we're in the midst of the uh, Advent, almost Christmas season now, and um, you know i I mentioned to you just in passing that my sense is that folks um, are a little bit down. You know, it's it's been it's been hard on folks. Um, maybe they've lost a job, whatever the situation may be. Maybe a spouse. Um, people can get discouraged. So, um, yeah, we're getting close to the end of the year. And from a pastoral point of view, what would you have for us today, Pastor Vance? One thing I would start out, uh, it doesn't quite mesh uh, with our real topic of of, uh, looking uh, in hope to our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, But just growing older has its ironies, one being... As we slow down, life speeds up. Yes. It seems like this last Christmas um, was only a few months ago that I was writing my Christmas letter, and uh, here I'm sitting, uh, well, two weeks ago, writing my other letter new <laughs> for this year. So time passes by, but uh, time passes very slowly the younger you are, and uh, it's sometimes uh, older people don't, don't uh, remember that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, as we grow older, it does it does uh, speed up. I can't believe uh, how fast it's going. But times and interesting things. Um, uh, uh, there, there's a wonderful phrase in the Old Testament. I believe it's in the Book of Numbers, where uh, it, the, the tribe of Issachar, I believe, or Nap- Naphtali, I forget which one, understood the times in which they live. Yeah, God gave them understanding. And uh, that's what you and I are trying to piece together here, is some understanding, and pray that God has given us understanding, to be able to understand our times. Uh, we live uh, in in uh, strange times, in my opinion. Now, I'm older. I'm not going to announce to you my age, but I'm not going to tell everybody my age. But listen, I've lived long enough to see a lot. And uh, it, 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 we, we live in a, a period right now where... It's an extremely stressful period because the world seems to be spinning out of control for many people. And some, some terrible and violent things are going on. We live in uh, times of, of great confusion uh, for a lot of people, even Christians. It spills over into the church. So I think this is a timely uh, topic, to put it uh, mildly, to talk about the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. Yes, and... Um I've I've discovered a interesting way to measure what's on people's minds at least one one little tidbit and that is uh if you look at one of the uh, video platforms you know they will list um what's popular and and you can get a sense what people are watching and um on one of the platforms I noticed that a lot of people have been watching 
war movies. It's almost like they want to say, okay, what what does it take to survive? Uh, what was it like during World War II? Da-da-da-da-da. Uh, and I'm realizing, oh, my, um, there is an anticipation that we have some very tough times ahead, and people are worried. Rightly so, uh, in my opinion. We, we, we live in dangerous times. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we, we have a southern border that is totally open. It's a danger, a present and clear danger to this country oh, yeah. for, for millions. We're talking millions. Now, they, they say eight or nine million. I saw a figure the other day that uh, in the last number of years, 30 million people have yeah. come across that border into this country. Can you Im- imagine? That's that's larger than most countries. Oh. That's as large as some European countries. So this this is a present danger. Also, the the wars that are in the world today, and of course, I'm praying for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, as the yes. scriptures uh, call us. But Israel is under attack. And uh, they've lost uh, nations in Europe and even uh, a strong support here in America from our leadership. Yes. I'm concerned about that and what that's going to lead to. I do believe that Israel is fighting for civilization, Western yeah. civilization, uh, no question about it. But what's going on in Ukraine? But there are other wars that people don't even know about. Uh, it's not on a, I have to listen to the BBC to get up to speed on some of the news. Mm-hmm. about what's going on in Nigeria, Sudan, and there is another Armenian uh, uh, genocide going on in, between Azerbaijan and the Armenian people. They're being moved out of their homes, uh, driven back uh, uh, further into the... They're taking country, the Azerbaijanis are. So here we go, over and over again, we see all of this around the world. And one of the reasons that I thought, well, why why is this so much concerning? Obviously, what you said, it, it, it's concerning. And the reason is that we have instant, we have instant uh, news. And we have so much hitting us around the world. And so it is uh, destabilizing to people, and, and, and it's upsetting, to say the least. Yeah, no question. Today we're talking with Dr. John Vance, a dear friend and a fellow board member here at Redeemer Broadcasting. And uh, Pastor Vance used to be a pastor in the Hudson Valley area of New York State for many years, and I uh, finally retired and um, moved to West Virginia. And Pastor Vance, did you grow up in West Virginia? I'm trying to remember. Yes, yes, I did. I grew up in in. Uh uh, I was born in a place called Raynell, which uh, is in the sticks. But I grew up in Charleston, uh, which okay. was uh, a lovely place to grow up. And uh, I enjoyed it uh, immensely. And, uh, of course, this is where my heart is. And I'm living on Gwen Mountain. My mother's maiden name is Gwen. And this property and the property on top of the mountain have been in my family for well over 200 years. Oh, that's beautiful. I never made that connection. That's really interesting. So, and so uh, as a kid, I, I played in the summertime and the winter. I can remember all the whole thing. So it's a wonderful thing to be back in my roots. Yeah, I can imagine. And um, so we look to you for um, commentary that's seasoned, 
and uh, you've got some experience in life, as you mentioned in our opening. Um, is there any um, when folks think about these things, and uh, you know the, the the wars that are very possibly headed our way, even um, how how can you not get discouraged? You know, is is one of the feelings that comes up. But um, how can we maintain an optimism in the face of all this stuff? Human beings are uniquely constructed. Uh, we we have uh, memory and powers of the mind that exceed uh, anything in creation on this earth, animals and so forth. So this comes uh, as a blessing, but it also is a downside that we can grow anxious. We think about things. Uh, we can uh, worry, of course, and so forth. And the scripture talks about this a great deal. And there are lots of verses in the Bible and uh, doctrines taught that we should not forget at a time like this. And uh, it's not just a matter of being optimistic. It's, it's, it's a matter of realizing the hope that we have in our Lord Jesus Christ. And Christian hope is something that I don't hear preached on very much, but it is a true doctrine in the Scriptures. Yeah, yeah. There are some great words in the Bible. Grace, we need to preach grace. Faith, we need to preach faith. Uh, but we also need to preach on love. Of course, we do. A hope is one that sometimes... Uh, we, we give short shrift, but hope is an important doctrine in the scriptures, and it's underpinned by a number of other doctrines that we should not forget. One is that uh, Christ is with us. There's that uh, wonderful passage in the Old Testament. I I, I think of it often, uh, and it was probably one of the verses that I kept in my mind uh, continually, uh, where it says that underneath us, are the everlasting arms Amen. of God Almighty. Now think, we live in a world that has structure and it has uh, order to it. It has many things. But underneath all of this, we should not forget that this is a world that is not spinning out of control, but underneath is the everlasting arms of a loving God. And that's not just simply verses found in the New Testament, uh, where there's a greater emphasis, I think, uh, on on uh, many uh, grace and so forth. But uh, you see, uh, because Christ came, he's the fullness of grace and truth. Yeah, sure. And so there's more of, more of an emphasis on it. But in the Old Testament, over and over again, when you read in the life of Moses and the patriarchs, underneath are the everlasting arms. So I would encourage people not to forget that. Of course, you can turn to the New Testament where the scripture says, and our Lord taught that not even a sparrow falls to the ground without God's notice. <laughs> that is an amazing verse. That is. Think of the sparrow. Oh. And here we are created in the image of God, but the sparrow. It's 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 a wonderful image, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't take too much reflection, at least for myself. The way I'm wound, I guess, is to look out and say, oh, there's God's hand. There's that little bird. And... Um, yeah, I like to feed the birds, but they don't need me one iota. I feed them just because I enjoy them. But they're perfectly capable as the Lord is taking care of them. Um, the other day I, I looked out and I saw a great big bald eagle up in the top of one of our old dead trees back in our just off our property line. And um, there's all varieties. If, if you just limit to yourself to the birds alone... It's a remarkable thing to consider 
God's creation of, of just the birds. You know, they can do things I can't do. They can fly. Yes. Uh, they can. They wear their same feathers uh, during the summer, <laughs> during during the winter, and they can fluff those feathers up and stay warm in the coldest of the winters. Um, and they can it's somehow. Amazing, isn't it? Oh, it's it's remarkable to me. And yeah, we do enjoy feeding them. And well, well, we we feed as well, uh, and we do it not because they need to, but. We feed them because we want to see them come in, and we live in a bird paradise. <laughs> uh, it snowed about four or five times here in the mountains, and when it does, we make sure we put out some food oh, yeah. uh, and see them. And there's nothing like looking at a cardinal against the background of oh, snow. Oh, my that goodness. beautiful red cardinal. Uh, so, and, the wood, and the red-bellied woodpecker, we have them all, too, just like yeah. you have. This. We That's have the same right. birds, but it, it's wonderful. And so to remember that that not one falls to the ground that our Lord has said that is not noticed by the divine. That right. is so wonderful. You know, one of the things, though, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, think, historically minded and theologically minded. Uh, you'll see, Dan, I think when I get, you get my Christmas letter, uh, uh, some theology there that most people won't read because... Mm-hmm gets involved a little bit, but I do always try to end up my letters with uh, uh, something about uh, Christmas and its meaning. But anyway, uh, uh, we've lost a sense of providence in the modern world. Oh, yeah. Uh, The the big temptation today uh, is each each age has its temptations. In the Old Testament, uh, it was, is God with us? David prayed, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me, and the big problem culturally was, is God really with me? Mm-hmm. And that's the reason God says to to both Abraham and Moses, I will be with you. Uh, in in the early New Testament, it is, who is this God? And you can see the early church trying to unpack what it means for God to, to subsist as Trinity yeah. and Christ as the perfect uh, holy individual, but who wholly subsists in two natures, that's God and man. Mm-hmm. But in in uh, our day, the great temptation is the absence of God in the face of all that we see that's troubling our world. The problem of pain and suffering uh, is a problem that is disturbing to Christians as well as everyone. Sure. And so we want to know if God is with us during times like this. And one of the things we've lost that underpins our sense of God's presence is the providence of God. When we went through World War One and World War Two, uh, wars uh, changed the way people think uh, on a large scale. Uh, it, it always makes a difference in a culture after, if you go through it war does. and other events like that. But nonetheless, um, uh, we've gradually, since the 50s, lost the sense of the providence of God. No, no politician today speaks like uh, Abraham Lincoln did when he said, Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty. He was he was thinking providentially. Yeah, uh, we need to go back and see God's hand, uh, like in the scriptures with Ruth and Naomi, how God guided Ruth, who became an ancestor of Jesus, uh, to the promised land. That that's all God's providence. And in the New Testament and in our day. And so, yes, God is with us. Jesus, his very last words 
uh, in the Gospel of Matthews is that I will never leave you or forsake you, but I'll go with you to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. And we must remember those things in, in trying times. And these are trying times, and I'm not minimizing no. that, well, I don't experience this in my little corner of the world the way some people do. But, oh, my, think of young young men and women in our services and in the far-flung regions of the earth. Think of what's going on in our big cities where I don't have to take a subway and worry about being beaten down or yeah. something like that. Uh, I don't have to worry about walking outside except with a bear or a coyote <laughs> uh, and that sort of thing. Uh, but, there, yes, there are some of our inner-city families, true Christian families living in in dangerous places and fear, afraid to let their kids go out uh, and so forth. So, yes, there's a lot. Uh, but we all must remember, regardless of what stage we are in life or where we live or what we're doing, that God is with us in Christ. Yeah, amen. Our guest today is Dr. John Vance, and um, he's the former pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern, New York, now living in West Virginia. And he helps us here at the radio ministry. He's a, he's a fellow board member, and we look to him uh, often for perspective, and quite often we can do an interview like this that we're doing today. Uh, Pastor Vance, uh, you're in West Virginia, and uh, some days go by, I suppose, you may not see too many people, and other days you do. Um, what are the churches like there? Now and then, I, th- I think they may call you to f- do some pulpit supply in, in some of the smaller churches. What are they like there? Well, most of the churches here, uh, there are some independent churches. Most of them are mainline churches like uh, Methodist, Presbyterian, uh so forth. Uh, they're uh, rural churches. Uh, West Virginia is different than many states religiously. While it's religious on a very personal level, almost everyone will say they're a Christian or mm-hmm. they believe in God or so so forth. But the church uh, attendance and membership is very low. Mm. It's historically been lower than most states. And so uh, the churches are small. I, I usually preach 10, 15, 20 people at most, uh, I feel, in pulpits. Uh, they struggle to, to keep going, and most of the churches are older. So it's clear that the younger generation is not stepping up. And so that's a real concern. It is. But it, it's, it's a concern around the country, actually, in many places. Uh, West, Westminster, where I pastored in was an exception. We, we had lots of young people uh, there in the church, and um, uh, so that's a problem. That's the exception. So uh, that's one of the things that we have to, have to uh, keep continually work on to remember that we have to pass this faith on to the next generation. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it, for a young family, uh, you might think, oh, everything's fine, I'm going to church. But now and then there's going to be that temptation. Sooner or later it'll come and say, oh, I don't have to go to church today. And, dear friend, that needs to be fought. You, you need to uh, be faithful in attending God's house and worshiping with God's people. And, uh, Pastor Vance, I'm sure you've seen that, where families who once attended maybe get a little soft, and and for whatever reason, maybe it's a valid reason, maybe it's health, but if at all possible, you need to get out. Yes, and, and COVID 
uh, hurt the hurt the churches in the sense that, of course, they were trying to shut the churches down and leave some of the bars and things open. It, isn't that ironic? Oh, that burns me up, Pastor Vance. Yes, uh, and things like that. Regardless, uh, that shows you that there's not the appreciation for Christianity in the country that there was no. 50 or 60 years ago. But anyway, uh, uh, yes, that is an important matter because uh, going through the the uh, period of much of shutdown and so forth, a lot of the older people felt no need to return, the really older yes. people and the infirm didn't make an effort, and a lot of our young people thought, well, I'm, I can get along on Zoom or whatever, but... Uh, it, or listening to videos and so forth, but that's not the case. We no. we are called to worship together the true and the living God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Meet together where the Spirit is, where something charismatically and can happen, like good yes. preaching, good singing, uh, that lifts us up, and we are in with the people of all ages to worship God. Uh, on his throne through Jesus Christ our Lord. Mm. And that's terribly, terribly important. Uh, I concluded uh, something the other day uh, with this line, uh, and it it has uh, invoked something that C.S. Lewis wrote, but I said uh, that through the the worship of God we see Christ, and through Christ we see light, and through through that light we see everything else. Hmm. And if you are not worshiping God, you're not getting a proper perspective, and you can get down in the dumps, <laughs> and you can uh, get to the place where you're not looking at uh, the one who redeemed us, but you're looking at your miserable self and the miserable world, and you don't have a true perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book of Revelation, uh, what John the Revelator got was a, was to j- judge everything in this world by the view that God was giving him of the eternal throne of God, mm. that he's in charge, and his sovereign uh, grace will never be absent uh, from us. So what is that verse? I can't remember where it is, but where sin abound, there does much more grace abound. Amen. And that, that hope is kindled us only through, uh, through worship. There, there is an understanding and knowledge that you get, not just through study, but through worship that keeps you rightly oriented. Mm. Yeah, well put. Well, we only have uh, maybe several minutes left to our discussion today. We're talking with Pastor John Vance. Um, optimism. It's easy to lose it. It's uh, something maybe that some people never caught. <laughs> yeah. um, but you've mentioned something important here, and that is the providence of God, of having confidence that God is at work. And you mentioned our preaching, and not many people are actually preachers, only a few are, but um, as human beings living, we have the option of looking out with eyes of faith and seeing the hand of God really involved in everything. Um, it's It's no small miracle that we woke up this morning, that the earth was still spinning, that the sun perceived to us rose and shined on us and warmed up the earth. Um, This thing of providence is huge, is it not? It is, and and it's a doctrine not well taught today Hmm. and not much considered. Uh, But but the scriptures uh, remind us, uh, the apostle did, that in in this God of providence we live and move and have our being. Yeah. 
uh, we are we are in one sense inundated by the presence of God, but that is a, a, a something understood through faith uh, that God grants our hearts, and that's a, a doctrine that needs to be, uh, if you will, dusted off and retaught in this world where people feel uh, pain and suffering in the absence of God. Mm. It is only that doctrine and, and and God's promises that will take us through and. And that is truly the basis for our optimism. Uh, I went to, uh, one time I was asked to join the Optimist Club. I don't know whether <laughs> most people know there's such a thing as called the Optimist Club when I was in New York. And so I went to one of the meetings, and there were only three people there. <laughs> and they were all older, much older than I was. And they wanted me to join and be the president. <laughs> so I thought, boy, so much for optimism. Oh, that's but very interesting. Secular optimism doesn't take you very far. Right. It has to be rooted uh, profoundly in the divine. And and uh, that kind of optimism is true hope. Amen. And so uh, that's what's going to sustain us. And, of course, we're sustained uh, through our, our our discipline, too, of making sure that we worship and, and that the Word of God is preached to us. It's amazing what live preaching with listening with other people can yes. do to your heart and soul and coming to the Lord's table and receiving uh, again and new uh, the elements of the Lord's Supper, uh, knowing that in, with, and under, to use the Lutheran phrase, yeah. uh, are the body and blood of Christ in, a, in, a, in the Calvinistic sense, the spiritual sense, mm-hmm. and that he is with us, he meets us in word and sacrament, and we need that, and we need the fellowship of the saints. Yeah, so true. And in the writer of Hebrews, it says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, as the matter of some is, but so much more as you see that day approaching, yeah. uh, uh, encourage one another. So, yes, we need to meet, we need to worship, uh, we need to realize that our hope uh, and the optimistic outlook that we can have is because of our fellowship with the one who who doesn't leave us or forsake us. Our guest today has been Dr. John Vance, a dear friend and a friend of this ministry and a board member here at Redeemer. And Pastor Vance, we wish you and your wife a very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year looking ahead. And may we look ahead with realistic optimism in our blessed Savior, our Sovereign Lord, and want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And dear listener, please join us next week for another edition of A Plain Answer.